and welcome back to the fantastic Mr. Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Kramers, and with me are Justin Strange and Zach. What up? How's it going? Hello, everyone. So, hello. Hello. I'm trying out my different. I want to start this. <laughs> okay, go ahead. For the, for the edit, right? Yeah, sure. Sure, for the edit. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we're actually not going to edit any of this. It's nah, be, this is all raw, totally raw, all footage, man. raw audio. We don't believe in I'm, editing. I'm going to answer you guys a question. Yeah, what like is that. the best, worst movie you have seen? Okay, so let me ask you this before we... When you say best, worst, like, are you th- are you talking about, like, the room best, worst? Uh, potentially. This is a very broad, vague question for a reason. Okay. Because... Because I've, re- I've got a list, but I don't know if it's the same best worst, in my opinion, as it might be your yours. So I'll, I'm sorry. I'll let you talk. I'm sorry. Go ahead. If I had to put a definition on it, I would say movies that critically were poorly recepted. They were received poorly by critics. Okay. 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 By the, you know, they, they failed the box office. Yeah, they yeah. have like a 20% Rotten Tomato score. It's, you know, they were dragged through the mud when they came out. Mm-hmm. But when you go back and you watch it, you know, maybe it's just you. Maybe there's a cult following. Maybe it's grown since. But a movie that at the time when it was released right. had poor reception. But at the very least, you as an individual love it yeah okay 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 that, yeah that's what i okay we have the same definition because you know there's those movies where they're just like silly and stupid they're so bad but they're so good so the exactly room, the room comes to them comes to mind when i when i think that definition because it's so bad but it was supposed to be a serious movie so it made it hilarious so it's good if that makes any yeah. sense no i think i think the room could certainly count i think it definitely can but, be thrown in there but I don't but really I like that movie. So the definition, yeah, the definition I would say is a movie that you enjoy, yeah, 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 but is essentially widely, you know, yeah, criticized. Got it. Okay, who wants to start? You want to start with this, Jake, or do you want us to start? Well, I mean, I asked you. Oh, that's true. I'm sorry. Okay, so well, answer the question. I'll, I'll start. I'll start. I'll start. So one movie that I really liked, and I got a whole list here, and we don't have to talk about all of them, um, but there's a couple that I a few that I really liked that didn't do well at the box office. So RIPD would be one of the first ones with uh, Jeff Bridges and Ryan Reynolds. I'm with you. Um, I really enjoyed that movie. I mean, I watched it way after it released in, in theaters. Right. But it didn't, it didn't do very well, but I, I watched it. Cause I was like, Psh, Ryan Reynolds, Jeff Bridges, you know, heck yeah, let's do it. And I don't really like Jeff Bridges that much, but I was like, this pairing might be okay. So I watched it and I thought it was kind of a cool movie. Also, it's Kevin Bacon. Concept. Yeah, Kevin Bacon. I totally remember in there he too. Was in that movie. Yes, I, I, I remember. <laughs> yeah, duh. I was the one that brought this movie up, man. I totally forgot Kevin Bacon was in that. But that's that's the movie I want to start with. It's like, because it was cool. Special effects were cool. I mean, the whole concept, I mean, it's based off a comic book, um, I believe. Um, so the whole concept to me is neat because, you know, comic, comic book plots can get away with a lot more. And same with like anime you can get away with a lot more than, say, you know, original movies and stuff. So not very. I guess not very many people like this movie. Have you guys seen it? No. I have. I'm actually with you. I love it. Um, yeah. I actually saw it on a on a plane ride. I was I was in a plane and I was sitting there for like six hours and I was like, well, nothing else to do except watch this little seven inch screen in front of me, <laughs> see what's on there. On that's a thought of a, a head rest. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, yeah. Checked this out. looks that's... fun. And it was great. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I watched the whole time. I forgot I was on a plane. It's incredibly enjoyable. I'm with yeah. you on that one. Yeah, it was just you know, action packed and all that stuff. It was pretty cool. Zach, what about you? Probably a movie that you guys have seen, Batman Forever, came out in 1995. It was kind of the... You know, I was going to say Batman and Robin, since we talked about Batman. That's that's on the level of too ridiculous. I I don't enjoy it. It's so bad, I don't enjoy it. It's just to choose a movie I I enjoy that, but was critically torn apart. mm -hmm. But anyways, Batman Forever, 1995, Val Kilmer steps into the shoes of... Of Steps the Dark Knight, but uh, he uh, this movie was originally going to be a continuation of Tim Burton's movies, but due to parent Do-do. backlash from Do-do. Batman Returns Do-do. and the dark, <laughs> the darkness of we're Returns, adults. <laughs> we are. Sorry, Jay. Uh, Zach. Sorry, Zach. Sorry, you just said doo doo. You did say doo doo. So essentially, of the um, you know, Batman Returns, you know, it would be it was I enjoyed the movie, but there was a big transition yeah. from Returns to Batman Returns in terms of tone. There was lots of backlash because of McDonald's and their marketing of Batman Returns uh, coming across as you know joyful and you know, for kids, but when uh, people actually watch the movie, uh, it's, it has a lots of dark. Uh, oh yeah, 
including the, when Catwoman's essentially pushed off the top of her apartment building and there's a guy. Yeah, Danny DeVito as the Penguin. I mean, just that, that was in a itself. Yeah, just that in itself was like crazy to me. So that kind of changed Warner Brothers' you know, whole tone on Batman. how they wanted to you know, yeah. rake, rake in the money. So they went to a more wacky route with you know, Jim Carrey serving as you know, Riddler. And then you have Tommy Lee Jones, supposed to be Harvey Dent's Two-Face, but he comes across more as a Joker. Yeah. But, but I think the tone of the movie Batman Forever for me was kind of all over the place. There are moments where it came across as this you know, serious uh, film. Then in comes you know, like Jim Carrey's uh, Riddler performance. And he's in Jim Carrey essentially in green tights with question marks all over them. And there's even the inclusion of you know, cartoon sound effects during the scene when Two-Face and Riddler enter Wayne Manor and Riddler's just destroying the Batcave. And it's, it's just for the record, like over the top. For the record, this is the Batman movie that you don't enjoy. No, it's the one he does enjoy. I do enjoy. But it's oh, like, you yeah. do enjoy it. Yeah, but it, because it, I was com- I was confused. No, he yeah, because the way he was talking about it. No, it's he does enjoy it. Yeah, okay. It was I would say close. I would I would say I enjoy that one too. Uh, mainly because of Jim Carrey because he's my favorite actor. So I'm excited to see this new Riddler. But I did like his Riddler because that that to me is kind of like what the Riddler maybe not as much over the topness as Jim Carrey kind of gave it. But he like you know he's kind of all over the place. It's kind of like that's just how so- I like my Riddler. And then also the Riddler from the Arkham series. Uh, I really like that Riddler, but I like Jim Carrey, so I, I really enjoy it. But on Rotten Tomatoes, it's like 30, 38% uh, based on 68 views. Batman Forever is um, with average rating of 5.2 out of 10. This is from Wikipedia. The site's cr- critical consensus reads aloud, excessively busy and often boring, doesn't offer anything innovative, which I enjoy the music of that particular movie. I mean, it's a, it's a theme. I can still hum. I have the soundtrack on CD. Um, Elliot Goldenthal's score is fantastic. And then it kind of introduced me to Seal. Uh, <laughs> it's by a rose. By a rose uh, yeah. yeah, that was um, another one. I think, who is um, Nicole Kidman? She's in this film. And yeah. she plays Dr. Or no, yeah, doctor. That's right. He's like a psychologist and has some type of affection for. Yeah, he was trying to figure um, out if, if he, he likes. She likes Bruce Wayne, then Batman. She goes back and forth, but she her, her accent kind of slips. Her Australian accent slips into scenes. I think yeah. it was a little bit earlier on in her career, but it was uh, let's wasn't see. too bad. Her name was. I'm looking for her. Name. Chase Meridian. Oh yeah, Chase Meridian. Yeah, well, I, was, um, I kept. I almost kept saying Veronica Vaughn, but that's Billy. It's Billy Madison. Oh. That Veronica. But I think with the Joel Schumacher films, whether it's Batman Forever or Batman and Robin, the sequel, people think of those movies. They think of the bat nipples on the suit. Oh, yeah. You, you've the seen the, the suit. They, uh, and you see the, the, the strange you know, you know, shots in the beginning um, with the opening and putting on the suit and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but then it comes to the point. You, you're built the you have the opening and crawl um well not the crawl but you have the opening you have the suit up and then you see the batmobile then alfred comes and says would you like a sandwich sir and then batman responds i'll take drive through and that that's and then at that point that that's like you where do. you think that's where you knew something was yeah. not good this is you're, you're in for a ride yeah so it's just an all, all over the place type of movie i think the music the the, the overall neon lights of gotham kind of feel it kind of fits uh i was gonna say for that that uh aesthetic of gotham in those movies i think work um because you know gotham's always this real dark place and schumacher kind of made it still it's still dark you know but it's more like almost like a like a club you know like a sin city dark yeah yeah so i i would agree that one was uh, i remember growing up with those movies and even batman and robin i was like I, I liked that movie as a kid. Now, I don't know if I'd like it as an adult, but there was one part in that movie that I thought was hilarious when I was a kid was when Alicia Silverstone, which is Batgirl, shows up after finding out, you know, who they are. And, and Robin's like, she knows who we are. We need we guess we're guess we're going to have to kill her. And George Clooney says, yep, we'll kill her later. We have work to do. And I, I don't know. I thought that was so funny when I was a kid. I think now. I would not think that was funny. Probably George Clooney's like delivery. Well, yeah, it was kind of like su- like his subtle like it was sarcasm. Very, very straight. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, yep, yeah. we'll kill her later. We got work to do. And so I thought that was hilarious. All right, Jake, what about you? My favorite movie, at least the one that I'm going to use for this episode, is Sahara. 
It is a Sahara. 2005 Sahara. Is it Sahara or Sahara? They I said Sahara in the trailer, but I don't know. At least like the, the voiceover. I don't know. I got a weird thing with language anyway. Hooked yeah. on phonics didn't work I've, for me. I've noticed. It's not a bad thing. I like correcting you. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sahara sounds more exotic. Yeah. Sahara. We're going to the Sahara. We're going to Sahara. Uh, Sahara is a 2005 uh, like adventure comedy action film starring uh, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Now McConaughey and, and Steve Zahn. Oh else. yeah, there's there's a there's a great cast. I like, I like Steve, Steve Zahn. Zahn. I is like he, Steve Zahn. He's with the uh, Keanu Reeves, right? In old movies, or no? Is that a different guy? I don't know. No, he does a lot of comedies. Um, he's, he's he was in Daddy Daycare. He was the Daddy Spock. Daycare. Yeah, he was also he was the guy who knew. He was the nerd who knew Spock. He, right. he also uh, that, was it recently in a movie called Eight uh, Bit Christmas with uh, No Patrick Harris. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, yeah, this it's a star-studded cast. Got Matthew McConaughey, Penelope Cruz, Steve Zahn, William H Macy, Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson's part. No, yeah, cool. I don't know that. Um, actually, in one of my favorite parts, one of my favorite well, roles, yeah, it's played, Rain Wilson. It's great. Um. And it's just like this action comedy adventure flick that just got terrible, terrible reviews um, when it came out. Um, But I bet Rotten Tomato, the Rotten Tomato meter is at 38% critics and only 53% audience. So even amongst audiences, it's a divisive film. I've, I've never seen it. I've never seen it's, it. And I've never been interested in seeing it, to be honest with you. It looks from the trailer. It makes me think, I don't know, early 2000s action flick. Maybe I'd check it out. It's definitely just like one of those turn your brain off movies where you just you kind of have to huh? you just watch it and <laughs> yeah. it gets it gets incredibly like just, like more absurd with each scene and just kind of like bills there's so much in this movie there's you know it's like national geographic and indiana jones and a little bit of like mission impossible all got smushed together and had a desert baby a desert baby it's it's ridiculous and i enjoy it it's very campy, very over the top, and I can see why. I can see why it's not a huge success. But um, I didn't see it in theaters. I saw it at like a just out with friends, and I didn't know it was bad. I've probably seen this movie like ten or twelve times, and and I just go back right. every once in a while and watch it because I enjoy it. And I found out that it was a it's a bad movie. <laughs> you know, I guess the great thing about being like before, you know, I went to school for it and you went to school for it too, right, Jake? Um, film? Tangentially, yes. Okay. And and then, you know, Zach is an, a reporter, but he loves movies. Like I liked the time before that when we just watched movies to watch movies. So you don't necessarily know a movie is bad. You're just watching it because to you, it looks good. You it know? looks good. Yeah. So I, I totally get that where you're like, I didn't know it was bad. I just was watching a movie and I thought it was cool. Like, and now you like it because you've watched it so many times. Yeah, it's, oh, I totally it's get that. just a wonderful, it's a wonderful film. I've, I've never it seen was, it, but I kind of want to see it now. It was really great. It's, you know, Matthew McConaughey in his like dirty, greasy arc in its yeah. fullest, you know, like the mid 2000s. Like mm-hmm. he's just this dirty, greasy boy. Dirty, greasy boy. Having adventures. And this is like dead in the middle of that whole arc that he went on does he ask anybody if they have a joint on him um you know like a dazed and confused when he's like you got a joint yeah i know what you're referencing um you know i'm not in this film but <laughs> it gets pretty close yeah yeah okay that's cool so what makes it bad he... what makes the movie like like having to get all these negative reviews like what's what's besides like the campiness or whatever well hey, hey let's do this i'll read some of the reviews okay, great. i'll read some of the views um, don't go expecting complex moral or ethical quandaries. You'll likely never think of Ishtar, one of the characters, even once. Despite the vast beauty of the location in Morocco and Spain, the vast lack of chemistry between the two stars is appalling. Sahara is many things, but it is not a movie. It is a skull-splitting cacophony of 21 producers and four screenwriters that we know about anyway, standing in the same room shouting into their cell phones. Jeez. A shame this slick vehicle often stalls in a traffic jam of action adventure cliches and unnecessary okay, this review, about. This review is bad. It's like as campy as the movie might be. I don't, I've never seen it, but it's just the way... Though they're writing, I'm not a huge fan of it. Go ahead. And I'm these sorry. are and these are the, those are the professional critics. Here are some audience yeah, reviews. Professional critic. Yeah, uh, I figured it was a professional critic. This movie wasn't really as bad as I expected it to be. 
of course, it is an Indiana Jones movie. It desperately wants to be, but it has some charm. So that's kind of that's that's kind of the gist from the audience. That's like a, that's like a, a midway, I would think. Like yeah, middle of the road kind of. That's probably how I'd feel just looking well, at the know, trailer of the movie. Gener- gener- generally, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Nah, I was gonna say, looking at the trailer, you had the, the voiceover, the you know, in a world guy. In it kind of th- it kind of threw me off a little bit. Just, like I associate that with like early 2000s flicks especially well, i think that i don't think they were including the voiceover like as a meme because where they use that when they use the in a world oh, no this, nowadays, this was not ironic yeah they're trying to use it these days because it's a meme but back then i i, I don't i didn't get the sense I, I think they were intentional about it oh yeah they were super intentional about it absolutely um okay well do y'all want to just keep talking about movies that we liked that were bad yeah well i was gonna say you know Critically, Sahara mm-hmm. um, lost eleven million dollars. The supposed budget was one hundred and thirty million, That's and it only and it only grossed one hundred and nineteen million internationally. It was supposed to be the start of a franchise. Uh, it was supposed to be, yeah. It was supposed to be like this big thing, and it just kind of flopped. It fell on its uh, face, and funny. it all went down apparently it was plagued with writing problems it was plagued with producers it was plagued with directors because the um the producer that originally got it was basically the first time producing films and he gave the writer who this was actually based off a novel he gave the writer of the novel um creative control essentially and turned out and then it turned out you know he had final say and he was kind of a dick and so he just kept refusing everything that they brought to the table. So we went through a ton of rewrites, a ton of like directors, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, we know a movie with a ton of rewrites is always good. <laughs> Director that, problems. Oh my god. That goodness. being said, even with all that, I really enjoy it because um it is absurd and there is so much packed into this movie. But it's kind of one of those things where you enjoy the ride. You yeah. can't <laughs> wait to see where it goes. Sure. It okay. seems like I mean I, I was thinking about seeing Uncharted movie. That's out. It's based off the video game. It kind of had yeah, vibes. Yeah, we know what Uncharted like is. Adventure. <laughs> well, you see, my parents had no idea what it is. Like, if it wasn't based off, like, uh, they didn't know it was based off a game. I think a lot of people going into that, they don't know based off a video game. I think it's surprising how many films are made that are actually based off of video games and comics. You know, other and works, mm-hmm. and people just don't realize it. Books, yeah. Like, I didn't books, know Sahara books. was based off a book. I just thought it was a campy action film. My dad loves Clive Cussler. He has, he always read, he's always reading Clive Cussler books. That's his favorite, favorite um, author. And all of those books are kind of adventure-based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. All right, so what next? Now what? So Could basically, I-, I wanted to ask you guys, is there a defining feature that makes a, a bad movie good? A bad movie, good. Yeah, like, so, Justin, you mentioned R.I.P.D. Right. Zach, you mentioned Batman. It's kind of these, uh, the ones with George Clooney. No, the one with I've Bob got Kilmer. this, excuse me, John Kilmer. <laughs> I got Sahara. Is there, let's see if we can find a, a tying thread between the three of them. Well. That makes these bad movies enjoyable. They're both, they're both action flicks, right? Or all three action flicks, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess, I don't really know. There's elements of enjoyment like jim carrey's riddler they're the music for me in the movie uh it's batman just the fact that it's batman <laughs> yeah well yeah you just like batman to like batman i think or batman forever to, just because you like batman so action films we yeah got that one. all three action films uh i guess they're all three in crazy places but like r.i.p.d is earth right it's just dead people it's kind of it, a it's a kind of a crazy scenario. Yeah. Um, and I think and, and they're all three based on other properties. So RIPD okay. is a comic book. Sahara is a book. Batman is, of course, Batman comics and all that stuff. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it because there's certainly been good, good Batman movies. And there's been good Matthew McConaughey movies and good Ryan Reynolds movies, good Jeff Bridges movies. So I don't know what the overall like what all three of them have that makes them bad together if that makes sense subjective the defining feature is i mean they all three of them have big actors well val kilmer's not necessarily big anymore but he used to be he was yeah and nicole kidman and jim carrey and tommy lee jones all like star-studded like i guess i don't know because so so do we think i think what you might be getting at is the bones for the film might be bad but the actors because of their professionalism and passion bring it up to a enjoyable level i would say so because you know all these actors have been all 
good movies, you know? So, I mean, and that's just how, that's just how it is. Like if you give an actor a crappy script, it's going to be a crappy movie because sometimes they just can't act that well with some scripts. If that makes sense. Like it's not their fault. They're, they're probably trying. I would think maybe some of them are phoning it in, but I'm sure a lot of them are trying, but if the script is bad, then the movie's going to be bad. Or like you said, um, Jake, a lot of rewrites, a lot of different, you know, things changing hands and stuff so when when the movie goes through all that turmoil you know it, it's gonna it's gonna come out something you know, horrible if that makes sense. it's gonna affect the end product so i didn't i didn't do much research on rpd i don't know i don't know its production development cycle and what all i went through but you know if you i don't know i i really enjoyed it i didn't think the script was bad or anything but it was okay like i don't know there's one movie that has gone through a lot of development hell. It's called uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. Eighty percent, eighty percent of the film was complete. I think the, the the brothers, what were their names? But it was a, it was a duo, brothers. Oh yeah, and then they switched directors. Is that correct? Yeah, eighty oh, percent, yeah. and I think they brought on Ron Howard. Yeah, yeah, Ron Howard. Yeah. To finish off the film or do reshoots, but. When that happens, something's well, wrong. Well, you look at you look Justice League. Justice League's the same way, you know? The original Justice League, where oh, Zack yeah. Snyder had to drop out, and so Joss Whedon got in there and finished it up, and it turned out not to be that good. Mar- Marvelized it. And yeah. then, yeah, and then they, Zack Snyder got his chance to fix it. And I think the, the Zack Snyder cut is awesome. I loved it. Oh, it's great. Oh, especially the black and four, white aesthetic. If you hours. watch it that way. Phil Lloyd and Christopher Miller were the original... Duo Directors. for solo. Yeah. Duo for solo. Creative Duo differences. Solo. Creative differences is always the the cliche in quotes. That's what they yeah, that's what they say. Reasoning, but you know, it, there's more to it. There's certainly more to it. Well, I think creative differences probably starts the whole thing and then it ends up being a whole other thing. And then just like, you know what, screw it, I'm done. You know, like say like Ant Man, Edgar Wright was tied to that at first, and then creative differences. Kick, no, he's like, I'm done. And I don't, Man, know, I, really, I don't remember who took over, but I, 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 I still really liked loved, that, that Edgar Wright I version of that. I would love to see Edgar Wright and Well, you, you know, um, they still kept a lot of what Edgar Wright did. So, I mean, Edgar Wright's stuff is still in there. They just, you know, probably mix it in with other things. I still really loved Ant-Man, you know? Like, I thought that was, I love that movie. So, not, it doesn't, it doesn't turn out for the worst all the time. At least not to me. Like, even though Ant-Man switched hands, it's still, I thought, came out to be an awesome movie. I think it came out pretty great. I was pleasantly surprised at Ant-Man. And then Ant-Man and the Wasp kind of popped up. So um, are there any other movies y'all want to talk about? I have a few movies that I just want to mention that I really enjoyed. Well, yeah, go ahead. Are... Go ahead and list us off because I'm still curious if we can find a, a thread between bad, good movies, good, bad sure. movies. Sure. So what, what's your list? Okay, I have a huge list, okay? Well, it's not huge. Um, one of them I put on here because I think it should have been like it. It was a big budget movie that flopped that was rightfully so, which was um, the man from Uncle. If you've ever seen that movie with uh, Army Hammer, I, and uh, I saw the trailers for it. Yeah, with, and um, what's his face? Uh, Superman. Cavill. God, what's... Yeah, Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Yeah, <laughs> and I watched it, and I was like, "What was that movie about?" Like at the end of it, <laughs> I was like, "I don't know." But and you know, it's based off a comic, and it's based, and they made an. I think there was a TV show back in the it, day because I remember my mom mentioning it too, and I was like, "Yeah, mom, it's not that good of a movie." I saw the trailers for it, and tell me if my summary from the trailer is wrong it looked like it was a buddy cop movie with yeah, pretty much like usa and yeah was it russia no i think it was uh uh england it was, right? it, it was two international okay you know it was two well, international I think, parties i mean they're no i think you're right because yeah well yeah and then Cavill was, was Roman, Roman, the russian i think and then well there's a woman involved too i believe mm-hmm. i i can okay another I one saw the movie another one that i actually surprisingly enjoyed that got a lot of a lot of hate you guys ready for this can you guess what it is no. Do you want to try? The Last Jedi? No. Um, when did it come out? Recently? 2016. 2016. Give us a hint. Of it some starts sort. with Ghost and ends with Busters. <laughs> no. So oh, yeah. I, that was definitely because of the all female cast. That, yeah, for sure. That I could I, see. No. Yeah, the politically. I went, no. I went to. <laughs> politically had nothing to do with it. That was a bad movie. I went to theater to see. I didn't say it was a good movie i said i enjoyed it okay there were parts okay in there that i were like that's fair i asked yeah. the question that's yeah. fair and so i went to theaters to see it because it was ghostbusters and i was like okay you know i was kind of skeptical because of the all-female cast but when i saw bill murray in there i don't think dan Aykroyd was in it uh, i think it was just bill murray no it's just bill and i think uh 
Ernie Hudson was in it too. I'm almost positive Ernie Hudson, but I could be wrong. Anyway, when I saw, you know, I was like, okay, that wasn't bad. Like I, it, it was kind of, it was kind of like Sahara, you know, where it's like, it was a fun ride, but you know, I'm kind of glad it's over. <laughs> kind of thing. Um, so yeah, that, that movie got a lot of flack. Um, but I was like, you know, it's not as bad as you guys are making out it to be. I think you're just focusing on one thing, which is, it's not as, it's not, let me, uh, let me see if I could, it's not, no, it's not as bad as people make it out. People make it out to be pretty bad. It's kind of like hyping things up. Okay. It's like hyping things up and you're like, oh, this movie's so great. And then you watch it and it's like, that movie wasn't as good. No, I saw, I saw that movie in a double feature drive, like drive through theater. That's awesome. We went to go see the other, we went to go see the other movie and this was just as a bonus i saw for free with no for expectations free. and i walked away thinking it was a bad movie. you walked out of a drive-in you must have hated it if you walked out of a drive-in <laughs> i've never walked out of a movie i just ever. left never, my car I've in never. park <laughs> Girl, I'm down the hill. <laughs> yeah i never walked out of a movie and i don't think i ever will it would have feel to be- uncomfortable to me it would have to be really, really bad for me to do that. Like I, I think I, if, I, I cringe for people that leave movies. It's like it's like uncomfortable seeing that happen, and they never come back to their seat. Yeah, I, I think if I went and saw the original Twilight, I might have walked out or got real close because I hated that movie. But I've never walked out of a, a movie theater. So what else? What else we got? What else we got? Y'all want to do another one that I have? Okay. Um, <laughs> it's like, I'm just going to go. Yeah. Uh, Cause y'all were being quiet. So I'm just going to start talking. And so I have a lot, so I'll just start at the top. So there was a, a little known movie in the nineties called the adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. Uh, if y'all know what Rocky and Bullwinkle is, right. I'm familiar. Okay. So they made a live action movie with Danny DeVito and Renee Russo and um, Jason Alexander. So, and then Rocky and Bullwinkle, of course, you know, so there was a, it was like a live action animation mix thing and Piper, I don't know how to say her last name, Piper Parabo. I think her name is. She was in Coyote Ugly. Um, but I remember we went to the theaters to see that. And actually, when did that come out? Because then I can point an age um, that I was. But it's like a, it's like a animated live action mix. And uh, Robert De Niro plays Fearless Leader, and he actually does a pretty good job. Uh, Adventures of Rocky Bullwinkle. Come on. It's kind it? of similar to the Tom and Jerry live oh, action mix. Yeah, and then the, also the new, I don't know if you guys saw, but they're coming out with a Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie. I saw trailers for that. I don't know. It feels very, I'll watch it. That feels very um, pandering to me. Oh, yeah. It it totally is, but I'm. Oh, gonna, I hate how I hate how Disney owns. Well, everything. they're whether you know they're they're just like oh you know what we can do we can release this Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers because the people who watch it with their kids will watch it now. No, I, no. What it was is they looked in their vault and they're like, who, what, what identity, what character are we about to lose copyright for? Oh, <laughs> let's make a movie with that so that we can keep the copyright. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but I mean, it is. It is a funny because that's you know that's why they keep making Fantastic Four movies because they're about to lose copyrights. Yeah, the movie rights to it. And so like, there's a. I don't know if you. Get, I, I know we're talking about something completely different right now, but there's a uh, a Fantastic Four movie that came out. I think I want to say in 80, late 80s, maybe the 70s. But anyway, it was very very bad. But they just quickly made this movie so they could keep the movie rights to it. I know another one you're talking about. It was almost. Yeah. It was kind of like made for TV. Oh yeah, it, and it looked like it was made for TV. <laughs> And so an yeah, Avengers made for TV movie as well. Are you serious? Yep. The Avengers? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So I mean, probably that probably wasn't like Iron Man and the there was, Hulk and Captain there was, America. There was Hulk. There was Captain but, America. There was Thor. So was it like the incredible an Incredible Hulk movie with all those people in it? Not all every those... character like from the current Avengers was in it. I know, but I mean, like, but was it like the Incredible Hulk, like like Lou Ferrigno's Incredible Hulk? Yes, but with yeah, other... it was. Okay, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I know. There's a bunch of other just like regular dudes in costume. Yeah, pretty much. Like even Thor is <laughs> like he's just got this like hammer, you know? It's like almost like a regular hammer or like a little sledgehammer. I do remember. I do remember seeing seeing something like that. Um, they brought so, in the, the guy who played Captain America from the Captain America movie in the yeah, 90s. That's what we should also talk about. Made for TV movies. I'm going to write that down because that's a whole list in itself. Okay. Hallmark Channel. So uh, in Ooh. Lifetime. In Lifetime. Uh, so The Adventures of Rocky and Boyko came out in the year 2000. So I was about 12 years old. So my mom took a 12-year-old to see The Adventures of Rocky and Boyko. So that's good. Uh, <laughs> What was it rated PG thirteen? PG 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 thirteen. The only thing, actually, that's another one. We should talk about how 
uh, ratings have changed. Okay. Yeah. Because PG, PG in the 1970s, it was PG-13. Yeah. Well, you know. Even, maybe you are worthy. Um, I think, um, oh, what is it, Jack Nicholson? I think it's Chinatown. Well, Chinatown. you know, if you look on IMDb with like older movies, like I'm talking about like 40s and before, it doesn't even have a rating. It just says past, which means it like passed whatever rating system they had back then, which probably wasn't that great. Um, so, yeah. So let's. Um, so the adventure of Rocky Boy, I remember it pretty well. Uh, and I thought it was hilarious back then. And I probably could still watch it and think it was a little funny because I watched the show as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked the show. And so there's a part in there that I thought was hilarious where they're trying to get Bullwinkle's attention and he's talking to a wall <laughs> and he says, it's like I'm talking to a wall. And I thought that was so funny because he was talking to a wall. <laughs> he's because, you know, Bullwinkle's an idiot. <laughs> so anyway, I sorry. Need, I need to, I haven't seen that movie. I, I yeah. should. I like two yeah. thousands films. But yeah. you en- so you enjoy that movie because I the think comic. it's because because well because also because I watched the cartoon. Like as a kid I watched the cartoon. And I really I still would watch the cartoon. Um, so my mom took us to see that and I think it was pretty random too that she went and took us to see that because she didn't typically take us to movies but I remember she took us to see that and she took us to see Small Soldiers which Small oh, Soldiers like is movie. not a movie for a kid that's PG-13 by the way. No. Yeah. <laughs> that movie is not a movie for a kid because it has toys in it but she took us to see it um, and it came out in like 95 I think or no maybe a little later than that but um, might have been 97, 98 yeah I, can, I don't know let's see yeah I uh Went to theaters. To, oh, 98, 98. I like and that I, movie. I do. I still like that movie. I really like that movie. Like Indian in the Cupboard too. Have you seen that one? Okay, we can we can talk about 90s movies. You want me to put yeah. 90s movies on here, uh, Zach? Here, I got you, bro. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I just like the 90s aesthetic as well. Yeah, I do too. I, I would agree with that. 90s aesthetic. Let's okay. talk about so, Sonic the Hedgehog. Remember that movie when, when we first learned about that, the live action and the, the, the way how mangled the Sonic creature looked and people were giving having a big fit and they basically changed the design after the, much, all the complaints. I, I read a thing that said that uh, we pretty much cyber bullied an entire studio. Oh, yeah. Some, just imagine, though, if you know, we didn't cyber bully the makers of the movie. It was like... It would like, have been poorly received. Meth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would have been poorly received, and it wouldn't have a sequel. But since they- I enjoyed, I think I I enjoyed that movie. I mean, I'm not a big Sonic the Hedgehog lore fanatic, so I, I don't care about that. <laughs> Sonic lore. Because <laughs> there's, as I have multiple like VHS, and there's a there's a there's there a show. is Sonic lore, Jake. Hales, <laughs> <sighs> is- Amy, Amy Rose. Amy Rose. There's well, I don't know about lore, but there is a there is a there is a Sonic. There's a like a Wikipedia essentially for there's uh, a Sonic Hedgehog. Yeah. What am I trying to say? There's a Sonic history. It is not that funny. <laughs> should kick him out of the should kick him out of the, the podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> just, just hey, you know what? You know what? With enough time and patience, anybody could make a lore out of anything. <laughs> I've seen a Super Mario Brothers lore. Uh, oh, those two works together. Those great. That. I'm sorry. Continue. Oh, so there is a rich, rich history of Sonic the Hedgehog. I wouldn't necessarily call it a lore because not really any of it connects. But there is a rich history of Sonic, and I love Sonic the Hedgehog. Even even the bad games, I I really enjoyed. So. When Sonic the Hedgehog, well, when Sonic the Hedgehog the movie was announced, I was like, okay, I could get down with this. I wasn't at first. I wasn't really, uh, really convinced because I don't know. I just was like, how do you? Because I, in my head, I was like, I know what they're gonna do. It's gonna be like either like you know Tom and Jerry was where they're gonna have animated animated characters that live in this live action world, blah 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 blah. But then they came out with that first trailer, and like I thought he looked weird. Right. But I was like, okay, I guess this is Sonic now, you know, (laughs) I was like, whatever. And then that all that stuff happened. So when they changed him, I was like, okay, I've got to convince people to go see this movie. That was impressive. But do you think that the movie was more of just focused on Sonic and his his world and he wasn't transported to Earth? It would be people wouldn't relate to it as much. Well, I think I think they they need that human element. Well, yeah for adults to go see it you know i think if they would have stayed in sonic's world and everything was cgi it they would have been more like an animated movie for children Mm -hmm. rather than you know let's get some live action in there so that not just because i mean so parents can justify taking their kids to the movie yeah and they're like well it's got sonic in it but really it's just going for me so i think even if they would have done that zach where they didn't they stayed in um 
God, what is this? It is planet called. Uh, oh, what is it called? Look it up. Come on, Justin. You know the Sonic lore. <laughs> well, the, his planet is different in the original Sonic cartoon. It's it's, it's what is it? it's level one, right? It's the no, hills. that's what that's where that's where what's his face lives. Uh, Jason James Mar- Jason James Marston. That's where he lives. Green Hills. That's where he lives. Green Hills, Montana. But Green it's Hills is Mo- the name of a level. Mobius, I think. Yeah, it's I called Mobius. The, Mobius. Yeah, Green Hills is the name of the level in the first Sonic game. Yeah, that's the name of the first Sonic game. But also, it's the name of where it's a fictional town in Montana. Yeah. 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 So, um, what was I talking about before Jake interrupted me with Sonic lore? Something about the world, or wherever it took. Place. Oh yeah. Um. So I think if if they would have done that, if they would have just made it, you know, on planet whatever, wherever Sonic is from, I would have saw it. But I also love Sonic Tantra. So I love it so much. I'm trying to. I'm uh, working out a trip to take my students to go see the second one. Yeah. And this one takes. That one will be taking place. It like, looks like Seattle. I guess. Well, you haven't seen Seattle. the trailers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, was Seattle in there? Yeah. A space oh. Needle. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think you're right. I think you're right. Just and it's got knuckles in it. In it. <laughs> Those are, just because space needles in it doesn't mean it's set in Seattle. Like just, yeah, it oh, could be in Space building. Needle City. You yeah, it, is, it, it looks like Seattle. No, it might be Seattle, but mm-hmm. and it's got Idris Elba as Knuckles, so I'm pretty excited. It would make sense because they had to move after the events of. Um, no, they uh, stay. They stay. They, they obviously moved. Well, yeah, they might have moved now, but I'm saying like <laughs> because like, the the government or whatever the Doctor Robotnik entity was after them. So well, he's I mean, on a different planet. He comes back. Yeah, he comes back. So maybe they move, or they just—it's like the same with uh, the first movie where they just went to California and they're back. Yeah. Anyway, sorry we got off topic. Sorry guys, we got off topic. We we do that. <laughs> we tend to do that. Um, do we want to just talk about another movie? Second, I'm am uh, I'm, I'm looking at the critic score for Sonic the Hedgehog right now. See if it fits because it might actually fit, you know. Well, Sonic the Hedgehog made good money, they're making a scene. It's got a oh, yeah, okay, okay, but it's got a, it's got a 63% tomato meter, so it's, it's certified fresh. <laughs> oh, thank god, bit. just barely. Thank god, Sonic is fresh, certified fresh. Okay, um, so uh, okay, so we've talked about well, how about this? So, I have another question for you guys. We've talked about these bad movies that are good that we enjoy, right? What Differenti- differentiates these movies versus movies like The Room or Troll 2 or you know these other movies that are bad when you say and troll- are bad but they still have a cult following they Troll 2 you Troll mean- 2 okay have you not heard of Troll so Troll 2 is is another one of those movies with a cult following it follows this family um crap I just hit myself in the face with my mic I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> I was going to scratch my face and I just grabbed my. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, here it is. Oh man, this looks crazy. So, yeah, it's wild. It's his family who like goes on vacation essentially, and their little boy has mm-hmm. to save them from being turned into plants by the townsfolk who are actually trolls. Oh. They feed them. They feed them food that makes them turn into plants, so they can and. Eat and then they can eat them. And so it's wild. There's like a, a grandpa ghost that helps the kid out. He like, he like <clears throat> pees on their lunch one time to keep him from eating it. Like it's just, a pee lunch. it's just a wild uh, movie. Incidentally, like, there's what's that green not, stuff on his face. I don't know, man. Blood. That's or is it plants? Plant. Oh. So probably. How many I don't know what you're looking at, but I'm assuming it's a plant. Incidentally, um, there's not a troll one. That's how this I was isn't a sequel. This is just a movie that's called Troll Two. That's so weird. So what? What differenti- differentiates movies like these? I'm sure you, you know the room. Uh, and I don't. Guys- I don't think anything. <laughs> you know, because like, cult following is is our movies that people enjoy. You know, maybe, or maybe decades later though, like yeah. they they realize the how maybe at the time it wasn't. <laughs> So appealing, but then years later, right? Yeah, I guess that's true. Learn so, to love it. So maybe you know the, these are these are movies, not the cult followings, but the movies that we're saying we enjoy are movies that aren't going to become cult follow like cult classics. Mm. You know, or probably won't. I'm not going to say not because they could be. Um, but we these the other movies are movies that people you know came back. Yes. To. So we have the benefit of looking back and seeing that these movies do have a cult following right. and are widely accepted. Yeah, I mean, we and I guess and there's no way know. to know whether we are. Yeah, we won't know until until it happens. I'm gonna put that down as an episode. I don't know if we did already, but that would be a good one. Cult movies. Um, so I'm looking at the 50. Let's see what it says. 50 best cult movies from the room. 
to Eraserhead, to Rocky Horror, these are the best movies that inspire deep obsession. Eraserhead, I, think, I have that on my list. I think it's on HBO Max. I think that these also kind of fall under the guilty pleasure type movies, right? Would you say? That? Yes. I, but I think that would. Guilty pleasure, but they kind of seem like very odd and bizarre. Well, it's kind of like... You, it'd be, it'd be, it doesn't seem like, a, I don't know, an uplifting guilty pleasure. Pleasure. Okay, here we go. Yeah, okay, here we go. So I'm gonna I'm gonna scold them for saying this, but it kind of makes me think of like guilty pleasure, cult following, like the human sin. You know, like I bet there are people out there that love those movies. Or like Sharknado. You bet. You bet, you bet there's people out there that love the movies. You bet there's people. This isn't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm know insinuating you. This. I'm insinuating by people. You mean you? Because I don't, you do. I don't love them, okay? <laughs> but I, there's something about them that I'm just like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to explain it, okay? It is, they're weird. Okay, maybe it's I bizarre. do love It's them. the weirdness. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe I do love them because it's they're freaking weird, you know? I, I don't know how to explain it. I, and, I, you know, I've only seen the movies once. I've only seen them once, every single one of them. But I, seen them. I bought them on Blu-ray because there was a set, you know? And so I was how like, I, I how many? Three. Three. Yeah. So are they, are they? I don't know the tone of the movies. Are they meant to be taken seriously or? Uh, yeah, yeah, for the most part. So I, okay. The, the first one is more of a serious, supposed to be a horror movie. You know, second one is a little more um, bizarre and uh, insane because the first one, you know, you have this um, surgeon who surgically does all this. So you know the, what the human centipede is, right? Mm-hmm. right. Yes. Okay. For our listeners, however, the human centipede. The human centipede is is the surgeon takes these three people. Well, first he tried it on dogs. Okay, he tried it on dogs, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and so then he took people and he surgically like stitched their mouths to their buttholes, right? And did so the there was one guy and then there was a person in the middle and there's person behind him and so the way that the two in the back would eat would be yeah and then they, he would feed the person in the front the way the two in the back would eat and so that one i think was meant to be more of a serious horror movie uh, and so we were like let's watch a really bad movie one night that's what we found so we watched it the second one i think was a little more comical because not necessarily comical but it was a little um less of a horror movie and more of just like gross because it's about this guy he's got these kind of special needs and he is in love with the first movie so he likes the first movie the human Sin. that's interesting yeah. So they turned the first movie into a movie for into, the second. Into yeah, they made it part of the human centipede. Like you were watching an in-universe yeah. film. Yeah, that's a, yeah. But and so he okay. decides he wants to make a, his own centipede. But instead of three, he wants to do twelve people. Ooh. But he's not a trained surgeon, so he just like <laughs> staples their mouths and their, staples. their faces. Yeah, faces that doesn't seem. Butts. That doesn't seem very. So are these people alive? Yes, they're all alive. They have to be because if they're dead, then they're useless. So he, uh, well, they're useless to, to the person who's making them. And so he does it. And of course, some people die and all this because he's not trained. And then, then the third one, it's about this prison warden that wants to take people on death row, row and make a 100 person centipede. So he's heard <laughs> of the movie and he wants to do it too. And he, he wants to get the, I think he, he tries to get the governor's permission on it. And he even talks to, he what? Even, Listen to this. He even talks to the director of the first two movies, Tom Six, about it. So to- he's in the movie and he talks to him. Wait, about so it. so now the second movie is also an in-universe movie. And then also the directors in 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 the universe. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? So yeah, no, it's 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 pretty bizarre. But you know, when we watched it, it was a bad movie now. And then we found out they he was coming out with a freaking sequel. So we were like, Oh my God, we got to watch this movie. And then they found out he was coming out with a third one. We're like, Oh my God, we got to watch this movie. And so, we so from movie to movie, did it change drastically the tone that they all? Kind yeah. Of Cause well, the consistent from the first to the second, it changes. I think the second and the third are kind of the same in that it's, it's serious, but it's also, you know, kind of gross. And it's more, it's more on that, that gory kind of level, as opposed to trying to be the serious horror movie. What do you think the point of the like the, the the director? I mean, I don't know if he's ever said if you ever looked into this, like what the the vision was for this. I have no idea. Film. <laughs> Just I don't, I don't know where he got. <laughs> no idea. Not a clue. I I you know, and I, I'll I have some questions for the guy. Actually, <laughs> to be the... honest, 
Yeah, to be honest with you, I never, I never thought to even look because I didn't really care. I did um, when I was in college. We had to write a paper on a director, and I almost picked him, but he only had. We had to watch five movies. He had only come out with five movies, and three of them were The Human Center. I was like, yeah. So I was like, oh, I better not do you know this because I can't. I I don't want to have to watch three of the same movie essentially, which is The Human Centipede. So I also don't want to put on a watch list. Yeah, I pretty much <laughs> I, I picked Paul Thomas Anderson, so it was easier to. Kind it's of, a solid second choice. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> From Tom Six to Paul Thomas Anderson, <laughs> like okay. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Uh, I would don't you recommend him. those movies to our listeners if nah, they haven't seen it? I would. No. <laughs> Is it one of those movies I got to see before no. they die? No, I mean, if Just you want to, because of the shock factor, if you're into that kind of thing, then watch it. Like if you're, if you're into like shock factor and, you know, kind of gore and stuff like that, go, go watch at least the first one. But if you're not, do not watch this movie, any of them, unless you just want to, you know, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it, but I'm not going to say, don't do it. Like go, go do it, man. Go watch it <laughs> at least once. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of shock factor. No gory, just for the sake of gore movies. Well, I didn't realize that was going to be. I'm not necessarily that into that either. But if someone's like, oh, man, it's really weird. Like Mother, you know, the movie Mother, uh, Darren Aronofsky's Mother. Like, I didn't realize that movie was going to be weird, but I watched it. And I was like, oh, I really like that movie. That movie's mm-hmm. crazy, but I really like that movie. And I don't think a lot of that, people. I don't think that movie got very good reviews either. No, I was just going to say, I don't think a lot of people, I think a lot of people don't like that movie because it's like, it's very, it's very kind of gross and it's uh, very weird, very weird. Um, but I, that's why I enjoy it. I do like weird movies for the sake of them being weird, but this one also has a, a really good story. Really interesting story. Yeah. I think. Do you say it's not one of those movies that like holds audience hands? Right. It doesn't. It's a little bit. I did a paper on it. Would you say? I did a paper. Yeah, it sure is. I I did. I get it. Okay. Careful listeners. Um, uh, I, what was I saying? Oh, I did a paper on that movie and I had to, you know, do research to, in order to understand it. And so, especially after I did research, I was like, okay, I understand this movie a lot better and I like it even more now. Okay. I'm very curious about this because this is a movie that you like. It did not receive rave reviews but it also does not fit into the campy fun action romp film that we've talked about so far yeah so what makes this movie good uh for me for you Uh, so i do like movies that are weird um shocking but i also like this movie because i i like the story so it's a it's a uh, what's the word for something that means something else uh, it's essentially Symbolic? no um it's essentially the bible right it's stories in the bible allegories allegories thank you zach it's an allegory for the bible like stories within the bible so adam and eve and stuff like that like if you watch the movie moses yeah not moses though sorry <laughs> <laughs> but i get what you're saying uh so yeah, like the creation and stuff like that, like it's an allegory for that. And so when I learned that, I was like, oh my God, mind blown. And so that's what people don't understand about it. It's like, they're like, oh, people are eating a baby and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, they're eating a baby, but hey, did you watch the rest of the movie? <laughs> like, I think one yeah, they're, they're eating a baby, but you know. Have you, you, have you guys seen them. Have you guys seen 28 Days Later? I feel like that movie no, that has kind of developed a... It would a cult following just because it was, I think, one of the first zombie type movies that was trying to take itself seriously, but still had kind of strange, bizarre, kind of wacky yeah, elements whole, to it. They've, they've spun off comic books and yeah. and everything off With, of that. Yeah, I, I do. Know, I have seen the comics, but I haven't read them. Yeah, uh, Killian, Cillian Murphy. He he's in the Twenty Eight Days Later. Like excellent. He's yeah. in a he's in a Quiet Place Part Two. He was good there too. <laughs> Another movie I'm looking at right here is called Empire Records. I guess we're talking about, well, you know what? No, let's not talk about this because we're getting into cult followings. um, And that's, yeah, let's save that for another podcast. But, uh, but these are also movies that, you know, didn't do very well at first and now they're doing okay. So real quick, Empire Records, if you haven't seen that movie is good. Okay. It's a nineties movie. Very nineties, very nineties. Zach, if you, if you like nineties movies, very nineties. All right. So uh, what else we got Zach or not Zach, Jake, I mean, I think my, my last question is, uh, we've talked about good, bad movies. We've talked about you know, the difference between like these kind of cult followings. What about movies that like should have been good, but they, they just weren't? So the first thing I think about with movies that should have been good are those movies that, that what sort is to tout the, themselves. Is that, is that the, 
Yeah, right. they, they tout yeah. themselves as something as, spectacular. As something spectacular. So like with Dune, I'm not going to say Dune is a bad movie because I haven't seen it. But I know, I, I remember that it did say, you know, this is the next, I think it did say the next Lord of the Rings. I hated then, that when they when they promoted yeah. it. Such. I chose cringe just to get people in the theaters. Exactly. And I'm like, that, that makes me not want to go see it. You know, I, I don't like it looks like a beautiful movie and I'm not saying I won't watch it and I'll probably enjoy it, you know, because it does look like a beautiful movie. But I'm just like, it don't don't try to get me in theaters by saying this is the next Harry Potter. This is the next Lord of the Rings. It's like, just just put the when movie has, out. When has that tactic ever been used before? I, I, don't, I, I don't I can't recall. I don't know. And if it has, I don't think it's worked. Cause you know, you have also have movies like Tomorrowland with George Clooney, right? Who that's supposed to be this big budget Disney movie and and it lost a lot of money, you know, a huge budget Disney movie. It wasn't just a, a lot of money spent on this oh, one yeah. movie. With, with, I had to really think about that one. Yeah, Tomorrowland with George Clooney and Hugh Laurie was in it. And then that one girl from The Space Between Us, I can't think of her name, um, but she's in it as well. And so, like, and then I think uh, Valerian in the, what is it called? The Valerian in the Planet of a Thousand Cities, I think. It's with mm-hmm. um, Dane DeHaan and uh, Sarah, whatever her last name is. That was, was supposed to be like the next Avatar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it, it kind of, you know, boosted itself with this, like, going to be this next, you know, franchise of movies. And they always do that, you know, in like Alita Battle Angel. It's the same thing. I'm like, and the Alita Battle Angel wasn't a bad movie, but I, I haven't seen a sequel. You know, it's like, like they, they just build themselves up to be something and then they don't do well. I think it's the first going, you know, continuing that line of thought, comparing itself to the Lord right. of the Rings. Right. We've had advertising where they tell the producers and the directors and the actors and, and well, you know, previous works. But this is the first time that they are directly yeah. sourcing another property. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's the first time, but it's the first time I can think of. It's the first time I've. I'm aware of. Yeah, I, I don't really know if they've ever done it. And I'm like, you know, I'm cool with them being like, you know, a film by so-and-so, you know, a film by a Zack Snyder film. I'll go see a Zack, like with uh, Army of the Dead, right? Like I saw that because it was Zack Snyder. I don't mm-hmm. care about Batista. I don't care for Batista, but I like Zack Snyder. So I watched it. And so, you know, it wasn't as good as I'd hoped, but I still remember, remember the previews for Mortal Engines, that movie. Nope. Oh, yes. From Peter yeah. Jackson. Uh, it was, I think, produced by Peter Jackson, Jackson, directed by uh, Christian Rivers, but they, you know, promoted it as, like, you know, from oh, the Peter, creator geez. of Lord of the Rings, you know, Peter yeah, Jackson. Yeah. I think that movie was supposed to be a, like a, another trilogy, oh, I'm but, sure. mm-hmm. but I don't, it was poorly received, 26% Rotten Tomatoes, uh, <laughs> Fresh or the little green thing? What, what is that? Is it the cabbage? Whatever. What is that? <laughs> it's a tomato. I think it's <laughs> a green tomato. Does that mean it's bad? I mean, I mean, audience score is forty percent. I still don't yeah, know how. Like, right tomatoes are twenty six percent. So it it looks like as well or poorly received, but it looked cool from the trailers. Like this potential new what epic movie. Oh, Mortal Mortal Legends? Mortal Engines. Oh, I do remember Mortal Engines because wasn't that the one where it was like a... Cities. Cities. Yeah, cities that were moving cities. Oh, yeah. Yes. I do remember that. And, you know, when those, like... Even, could develop even, that could be a cult following i feel like potentially well, based off, not, i think it's already based off uh books or comics i think it is based off books from my understanding i didn't watch them from my understanding is they ruined a lot of the characters and gave them different ah, motivations and stuff yeah, that's oh, where people get upset they, so they didn't they didn't fit with their portrayal in the novel kind of like they did with the original percy jackson mm. Yeah, Don't. so I think my problem is, and, and I've talked about this with my friends before, it's like when things get hyped up too much, not just by previews, but people, you know? So I was in class one time and um, it was a film appreciation class. And the one thing my teacher always asked us was, did y'all see any movies? And one day someone was like, oh, well, I saw Frozen. And everybody was like, oh my God, that is the best movie ever made. Best, And I'm just like, okay. And so that was kind of my first, my start as a filmmaker, um, it was real, real early in my in my life, like filmmaker life, because I was really just learning about film. I wasn't learning how to make movies at the time. So I was like, OK, well, you know, I guess I need to see this movie. So eventually my friends and I, we sat down to watch it. And I was like, this is why. And, I, and that's that's when I thought never again will I watch a movie when it is hyped up like that. Yeah, so like initially did it even appeal to you, the movie? 
No, not really, because it's okay. just another Disney animated movie. I mean, I figured I'd see it eventually. And there's but... so many other better Disney animated and, you know, movies. Tangled, right. for Tangled. One. I, I was gonna Tangled say Tangled is so that, unloved. And that is exactly the movie I was gonna it's say. An ace of a movie, dude. That movie was awesome. I really enjoyed that movie. And then I saw Frozen. I was like, Tangled, Brave, was Tangled, so much better. I never, I never saw Brave. Brave's Tangled. excellent. Yeah, the, Tangled is really good. Um, and then like I was at Bird Box with Sandra Bullock. The one where she got bird box. So that movie, I still haven't seen it because it was hyped up so much. And then Tiger King, when it came out, I didn't watch it. Well, I did watch it when it first came out because my friend wanted to watch it. And I was like, you know, it was, it was, it was okay. Like there were were moments in it. I really enjoyed, but the whole thing wasn't just like this great thing that people just made it out to be, you know, Mm -hmm. just when that happens that my interest immediately decreases. And it's not because my friends say, Oh, it's because everybody else likes it. I'm like, no, it's because people keep hyping it up to be this great movie, this great TV show. And then I'm like, now I don't want to watch it because it's not going to live up to the hype. There's just no way. Yeah. So sorry. I, I got on my soapbox a little bit there. No, but I answered your question. I think <laughs> you did. So you would say potentially the, the like self obsession or the self like grandiose mm-hmm. feeling plays a factor into it. You know, whenever I think of, whenever I think of movies that like, I think should have been good, but are just bad. I keep going back to the, the original X. Well, I say the original, the X-Men series. Mm-hmm. Talking about the movies. The movies, yeah. yeah. You know, they just like, and even that even checks all the boxes. Like, they're campy, it's action, it's supposed to be a romp, and it just falls <laughs> flat for me every time. I keep thinking about, I keep thinking about like that, um, the one scene where Storm goes up against Toad, and she's oh, like, geez. Do you know what happens to a Toad when it's hit by lightning? <laughs> like, nobody knows. It's good. The size. same thing is everything else. <laughs> that's, what I, that's awful. Is that what she says? So bad. That that's what she says. Oh, I haven't seen those movies in years. No, that wasn't it. That was in the movie. Oh, geez. I'm like, how I could thought, you? I thought you were making fun of it. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, same thing as everything else. Oh, man. That was a lot of build up for nothing. <laughs> and it's like, those. I, those Movies should have been so good. Like you have all these powers, you have all these crazy characters. Then you have Toad, and it's and it's just it just is bad. And and I'm just trying to find the connective tissue between what makes. I honestly, Jake, I don't think there is one except for that we like them. You know. I just don't think there's this this one thing about all these movies that makes them these kind of movies. I mean, we all have our different tastes and opinions, you know. Yeah. Maybe some of maybe someone are some of them are alike in a way. Like you know, we the first three we talked about: R.I.P.D., Sahara, and Batman Forever. They're actiony, they're campy, and stuff like that. But then you got movies like Mother and you know the Human Centipede that are insane. So I don't know. I just don't think. I think maybe some of them you know work together, but other but over all there's just real no real one thing that just puts them in that group together well then this has been a waste of an hour and a half you know what <laughs> no wa- no it's been a waste I, for I'm, you i'm actually gonna i'm actually gonna push back i'm gonna push back on this okay go for it i think there is a defining feature that we've talked about okay how come you're just now both, telling us this both for and against <laughs> because we were talking about it and i'm trying to put it together all right go ahead if i had to say there's one one thing mm-hmm. i'd have to say that it's sincerity oh yeah i guess sincerity because you can watch a film that the writing is bad the scripts the script's awful it's a campy movie it shouldn't be any good yeah but either through the sincerity of the director the producer the actors the dp (laughs) i think there's something in them that you can tell even if the movie is not quote-unquote good yeah, well, that quality of of care being put into it still resonates. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's what makes a bad movie so good. You made me go through that whole speech of they're not being the same thing, and then you and then you bust that out. And now I have to agree with you because I think you're right. Like with, so I don't know if you guys have ever seen Mystery Science Theater three thousand, but. It's mm-hmm. essentially it's essentially um, this group, like two robots and a guy, and they sit in a theater and they make fun of old movies, right? And the whole time, like these movies that they're making fun of were movies that people like wrote and they weren't making them to make fun of anything. They were making them because that's the idea they had. They had funding and they made these movies and they're like, oh, this is good. I hope this movie is great. And then it doesn't ends up not being great. And it's so bad that they can make fun of it on Mystery Science Theater 3000. So 
you know, that's one thing we always talk about when when we're explaining Mystery Science Theater 3000 to people is like, we're, there's these guys that make fun of these movies. And the great thing about these movies is these movies were made by people who actually cared about them and people you know, put a lot of work into them and all this stuff. Like you're saying, like there was that level of sincerity where they're like, you know, they, they, this was their vision and they wanted to get it out there. And now, you know, 30, 40, 50 years later, because some of these were made in the seventies, you know, like they're being made fun of on a TV show, a TV mm-hmm. show dedicated to only making fun of movies, <laughs> you know? So I, I, Oh, dang it, Jake. <laughs> You've fallen into my trap. Yeah, I guess I did, man. I guess I did. Because I straight up was like, there's nothing that makes them. The, but yeah, I mean, I guess that the, you're right. It's like people that really want to to get these movies made and they're, they are you know, they put their heart into it and then they just end up not making money. People not yeah, liking I it. I think it shines through in the end. Yeah. So, all right. That could that could probably be the end of the episode, right? I think that's I think that was a great wonderful conversation. Where, where Jake Jake makes me go. Moral of the story. There makes me go. go through the ringer and we were and, just zoo animals and, doing. I tell this you, is, man. Just we're just, just puppets. This, this is an puppets. hour and a half long science experiment of, of him messing with our minds. Well, he won't get us next week, folks. Tune in. I, think, really I really enjoyed this one. This yeah. is really good. So, uh, thank you guys for listening very much. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. Our- Hey, this is my hey, this is my episode. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Jake. This is my episode. Please. No, please. Uh, you 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 know what? You Jake deserves made a, to wrap it up. You made it full of me today. You can have the rest of the episode, buddy. It's all Guys, you. thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Fantastic Mr. Podcast from myself, from Justin, from Zach. Uh, don't uh, speak for me. I will thank them. <laughs> thank you, guys. Reach out if to you us. Want to do Facebook. us a favor? Like, subscribe. Go to all of our channels at the Fantastic Mr. Podcast and leave a review on whatever service you are using to listen to us. Or don't. But please do. All right, that'll do it for today, guys. All right. I'll do it, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week.